In today's episode, once again, we speak to the amazing, the beautiful, the courageous Rosaline Badu. Rosaline is a wealth hypnotist and a multi six-figure Muslim WOC. Rosaline has helped many, many women transform their wealth as well as uh, their relationships using feminine energy and the laws of the universe. And today we're talking to her about the, the use of the law of assumption in order to become wealthy. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, we have the courageous, we have the brilliant Rosalina Batul. Welcome, Rosalina. Thank you, Gul. Thank you so much for having me back. Thank you so much for coming, Rosalina. We had such a fantastic conversation on Friday feature. We had to have you back on Money Talkies. But please tell everybody what it is that you do. Okay, so I'm Rosalind Batool. I am a wealth hypnotist and I help female CEOs conquer burnout in one hour so that they can awaken their feminine energy and live life with more purpose, passion and pleasure. Wonderful. And so Rosalind, today's topic is all about you how to use the law of assumption to become wealthy. What is the law of assumption? Let's, let's go start with definition. So the law of assumption is basically changing the way you think about yourself and believing that everything you have, you already have, everything you need, actually, everything you need outside of you is already within you, creating Mm. itself. So the best way I can describe is and use the opposite, law of attraction. With the law of attraction, we're taught that we have to think something and we keep thinking it, thinking it, thinking it, and then it will come into our space. So it's telling us that we have to change our frequency in order to attract. With the law of assumption, you just radiate it. You radiate abundance because you believe you are already abundant. You believe you have everything you need. You change your self-concept. You change the way you think about yourself. That raises your vibration. And then you're able to shift your environment around you and everything magically falls into place. And then you will attract more abundance that way instead of like thinking, affirming, journaling. You just think in your mind, I'm rich. I have everything I need. And that raises your vibration to have to attract everything you want. So you're using the concept I am very, very um, clearly and uh, at a deep, yeah. a deep subconscious level. I am rich. I am wealthy. I am healthy. I am married, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. how does one um, sort of come on, you know, accept that I am, uh, I am wealthy or I am healthy when all external um, evidences point to the opposite. So, for example, someone is, you know, they're they've the business has gone down, or they've just lost their job, they've just been fired, and um, you know they've got mortgages to pay. Especially in this day and age, with with the recession going on and the you know inflation going through the roof, they've got they know they've got their you know the bills to pay, and they've got maybe they have children, or and then they're, they're responsible for the people. And how does one believe they have the money when they don't see the evidence of it in the bank accounts? You don't create money, you receive it. And when we think about bills, I want to go to bills first. Mm. When we think about bills, we get afraid of the word bill. And yeah. that's what creates panic. 
So now that we know we are frequencies, we are all radiating something. Yeah. The moment we start thinking about money in a deficit, we start saying to ourselves, I don't have money, I can't afford it, and um, I have bills to pay. We in we instantly put ourselves into a lack state, into a state of fear. Yes. yes. And then what that does then, it repels money coming to you, right? Mm-hmm. And I want you to understand the word bill. The word bill is not a bill of money, it's a bill of time. Mm-hmm. So it's not your subconscious mind that's saying, oh my God, I don't have money. It's just basically your subconscious mind saying we're running out of time. That's it. So mm-hmm. when you understand that concept, you're not running out of money. Money is abundant. It's always around you. Like think about it. The house you live in, even though you pay rent on it, it's worth maybe half a million pounds or maybe mm-hmm. less. Mm-hmm. It's worth something, right? The cooker you bought is worth something. The food in your fridge is worth something. It all needed money. So you have proof that money is available to you. You live in a house. You have clothes on your back. Yeah. You have food in your fridge. You have heating. You have light, right? These are all manifestations of money. So you have the evidence for money, but now when you hear the word bill, you instantly go into a panic and that sends out a frequency in the world. Like, okay, money, stop coming to me. Money, Mm. don't come near me because I'm stressed out about you. Every time I hear your name, you Mm. are stressing me out. And then what happens with money is it doesn't come to you because it's like, okay, we're stressing out, we're stressing out Rosie. Let's stop going to her until she's in a state to receive. So when it comes to law of assumption, it's like you are in the state of receiving. you, You prime your mind to be like, I have money. The proof is I have light. I have clothes on my back. I have mm. internet. I have food in my fridge. Like when you actually think about money, what do you need the money for? We, we tell ourselves I need money for something. But what if you were just to believe that you are money? You mm. are the one that receives money. You are the energy of money. And the more you sit into that, that space, the more money will come to you. And I, this works. I, I'll tell you why it works. When I was broke and I was homeless, I was in a refuge. I never once said to myself, I can't afford it. I'm broke. I'm poor, I'm in a refuge. I never said that to myself. I never believed it about myself. Mm. Instead, what I kept saying is, I'm rich, I'm a millionaire, I'm um, blessed beyond measure, I'm abundant. And because of that thinking, I was able to get out of a refuge, settle my business, make multi-six figures, wearing a nikah, wearing a face veil, simply because of what I think about myself. Mm. So the law of assumption is not about attracting is more about believing you have everything you need. And the more you stay in the state of safety that I have everything I need, the more you're gonna be able to have more of the abundance in your life. Mm. I think this is a very, very powerful concept. I mean, I, I talk about it in a slightly different way. I would say time doesn't really exist. Part, pres- mm, past, yeah. present, future is happening simultaneously at the same time. The concept of time has been invented by us to understand and relate to what's going on in our physical 3D world. Otherwise, it doesn't really exist. So if that's the case, there's a part of you in the future that already has the car. There's a part, there's a version of you in the future that already has the baby. There's a version of you that in the future that already has the health that you're looking for, the body that you're looking for, the hair and whatever, wherever else is. We just need to connect with that part. And if that part has it, then if that's happening simultaneously to me talking right now, then that means I have whatever it is that I'm looking for and focusing on. And that's how you pull it in. I mean, I talk about multi-dimensions and multiple realities and multiple universes, and then they, that happens after another conversation for another time. But using that, you know, that conversation here, you're saying the same thing. You're just saying, assume. So I saw, I was like, you already have it. You just don't know it yet. You're saying, assume mm. you have it. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's assume that you, you know, you, you, you are rich. You're, you're, you're going by, you're not asking to be rich. You are rich. You're not asking to be healthy. You are healthy. You're not asking for the business. You have the business. You're not asking for the car. You have the car. It's that kind of concept. And finding evidence in your day-to-day life to back up that assumption, that's what you're supposed to do. Now, 
you would when we were all talking off camera you said you you can use your sexual energy to make this even more powerful how can we use our our own unique sexual energy by this for men and women but how yeah. can how can we use our sexual energy to reinforce this idea that we are wealthy that we are abundant that we are healthy that we ha- we're already in that happy healthy relationship how do we go about doing that so it's passion, right? When we think about sexual energy, it goes back to passion. When you're in that moment with your husband and you you want to have intimate relationships with him, it's passion. There's passion between yeah. you. If you bring this element to your life, are you passionate about life? Like when you wake up in the morning, do you feel like, oh my God, I feel so just, you know, orgasmic. It just feels amazing to be alive. If you're not mm. in that state, and I don't mean like being in that state 24-7, I mean, when you wake up in the morning and you see everything around you and you think, oh my gosh, I have everything I need. And it feels so pleasurable. Mm-hmm. right just as if you were to have an intimate relationship with your husband just that pleasurable feeling that this feels so good it feels so good to be alive mm-hmm. like i know we hear it so many times like i'll oh, be grateful for being alive okay let me go be grateful i am grateful for being. it's not like that it means literally feeling it in your vagina feeling mm-hmm. it in your clitoris and allowing it to come up into your stomach into your womb and then you feel it in your heart and like oh my god i'm alive Allah chose me. God chose me to be alive today. That means I have a purpose. Mm. There's something that needs to be fulfilled today. And I already have that purpose. I already have it. And I, I love the fact that you mentioned about time, right? It's so true. Everything is living past, present, and future is living in our minds simultaneously. Mm, yep. When we see our future, we don't see it through the eyes of who we are right now. We are seeing it through the eyes of that person that has it. So let's mm. say you want a G-Wagon. When you're thinking about the G-Wagon in your mind, you can see yourself driving it. It's not you right now who's driving it. It's that woman who has the G-Wagon yeah. who's driving it. She has different beliefs, different thoughts, different behaviors. All you have to do is think like her. All you have to do is ask, hmm, I wonder what she thinks of. I wonder how she makes decisions. I wonder what kind of frequency she's in. I wonder what kind of vibration she's in. Get curious. This is another part of sexual energy, getting curious. You know, mm. when you meet your husband, when you're, let's say your first night with him, you get curious about what he likes, right? He gets curious about you as well. What do you like? What you don't like? This is the same way with law of assumption. Get curious about what turns you on. What makes you happy? What makes you feel truly grateful? Is it that cup of coffee? Or is it waking up in the morning? Or is it going for a drive and filling up your petrol? What truly makes you grateful? So it's about turning on your desire of being alive. That's the true essence of it. Mm, okay, that's 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 powerful. Because when you understand, I mean, you connect to your pleasure, that's when you deep, um, deep dive into your feminine energy. I think that's one of the biggest things. I think, and I, unfortunately, when I'm saying this, uh, and I'm saying this because I am one of those females, you know, I think ambitious people, men and female alike, I mean, females more than probably men, we give up our pleasures because we have to focus on our business, on our work, and our, you know, especially once we become mothers, God forbid we should think about pleasure when you're, you know, when you're a right. mother, right? So, and then the 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 irony is the more we allow ourselves to experience pleasure, and I'm not just talking about sexual pleasure. I mean just pleasure in general, being you know that food, that that you know being fresh air, whatever brings pleasure to you, you know being in the outdoors or under the sun or you know whatever on the beach, whatever have you. When the more pleasure we allow to ourselves, the more we receive. But we get mm. so hung up on doing, 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 which is actually the masculine energy. We stop making time for us to for us to have pleasure some pleasure for some people could just begin to the gym or now, i know one of my cousins for her her me time is when she goes to gym and she's non-negotiable for her me i will cancel my gym time to go make food for my kids whereas she will say they can go hungry or they can do whatever else i'm gonna go and get my you know go for my gym right. I, i'm 
I'm not saying who's right, who's wrong. Um, Because it's for me, it's very easy. It would be a lot easier for me to just to make sure my time's different so that I do cook beforehand so in order for me to go to the gym. But I mean, I'm giving that as an example because that's what I did yesterday. Instead of going to the gym, I, I made food for my kids. But I, I sacrifice me time. I sacrifice things would give me pleasure because I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to do kid things for my kids and my business and my clients. But that actually is counterproductive from what you're saying to me because I need to get, make time for things that give me pleasure because that's how things... Uh, and that could be going to the gym or making food. If making food gives you pleasure, then that's that's fine. It doesn't to me, by the way. Um, so then um, you you know you do you do things which give you pleasure, and that would allow you to be a better receiver, and that would allow you to tune into the energy of what it is that you're trying to bring into your life, especially money. Is exactly. that right? That's so true. And you know you know why it's so important for you to give yourself pleasure first because this is why people sabotage. Because when we don't know what pleasure feels like, when we do get that money, we sabotage mm. ourselves, spend it, save it, scared to spend it, or I need to give it to someone because we don't know what pleasure feels like. We are mm. so, just like you said, we're so used to doing that we think, oh my God, I've got to do something with this money now. Oh my God, I don't have the blueprint in my mind of what it's supposed to feel like when I receive this money. All I told myself was, I need to make 5K a month. Once I made the 5K, what do I do now? Because I don't know how it's supposed to pleasure me. Mm-hmm. So if you give yourself pleasure all the time and you put yourself first, and I mean, put yourself before you, I put myself before my kids and I happily say that because my kids do not benefit me being angry. My my kids don't benefit me being annoyed, irritated or frustrated. And if I don't get my me time of 10 minutes in a day, as soon as I wake up, no one talk to me. I'm going to sit and meditate. I'm going to drink my coffee. I'm going to go for a walk. I don't care. Cry. This 10 minutes, it's, it's okay. Nothing will happen. I let my kids know this. And mommy's got me time. It's 10 minutes. Put the clock on. I'm going out into the garden. I'm going to go sun gaze. I'm going to go do something for myself because I need to fill my cup. If I don't fill my cup, everyone's going to get the worst of me. And that doesn't make me a good receiver, right? Mm. So I have to be in a good state. And this it goes back to, um, you know, in the Quran where Allah says, he will not change your condition until, until you change, change yourself. Yeah. Right? We can't change us. Like when we think about changing ourselves, what does that mean? Mm. What does that actually mean? changing the way you think changing the way you respond, changing the way you show up in life. And, and personally, since I've been doing this, like my life is in a 360. I can't explain to you, like me living in Gambia, me moving by the beach. Like I dreamt of this lifestyle three years ago and it's, it's happened. Mm-hmm. Like the way I live now, like I have time for myself. I sleep well, I eat well. I'm, I'm always like around my children. I have like, I only work like maybe four or five hours a week. I have people that work like my employees I have everyone supporting me but I had to learn what it feels like for me so the best way to explain it is like if when you receive money right if you were happy if you were healthy how would that money feel would it be relief would it be Mm -hmm. security would it be safety would it be gratitude for me it's success I feel ultimately successful when I have money I feel like like, alhamdulillah, like, my dad wasn't around. So I've in my mind, it's like, wow, my dad wasn't around. I lived in poverty. I was raised by a single mom. All odds were against me, mm. but I'm here today. And I'm making money. So for me, it's like it builds up my success, the feeling of like, wow, I'm so successful. Like, I don't need to keep proving it. I am successful. So it yep. reinforces the belief in my mind. So ask yourself, what would that money do for me? How would it make me feel? Would it make me feel grateful, relieved, um, happy, secure, joyful? And then start feeling it right now. You might like feel joyful now, feel abundant now, feel safe now, and then you will receive more of it. So, I mean, I think this is a very important point to point. So I'm going to re- repeat it. You're saying that we need to figure out why we want something. So if you want money, there's a reason behind why you want money. And everyone has different reasons. 
and you're a success. For somebody else, it could be financial security. So I think for me, um, if I talk about myself, I I I also grew up in poverty, and I also grew up in the single parent home. And um, my I grew up in a place when my brother went the other way. He was a complete juvenile delinquent, and you know did everything under the sun, which was wrong. And then he said he always he corrected himself. And him, 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 he gets, <laughs> thank God he, he went back and did his GCSEs and A levels, and he got back on track. But growing up, the childhood was traumatic because it was um, very painful. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Uh, for me, my biggest thing is um, making sure my kids have private education. So when I was working, when I started my business, the, the goal was making sure my kids go to private schools and they did. And uh, success means for me means giving my children the best start in life. So that's my idea of success, to have that. And maybe that's the reason why, because one of my children is coming out of uh, private schools now. She's going to go to college, so we're not going to pay for that. And the other one, his his father's taken over. And so the, the need for the money, the drive for money, is almost weaning. Does that make sense? And yes. uh, and and just talking to you has made me realize because that my, that was my motivation. I've never been motivated by cars, even though my only the only thing I like about money is the fact they can buy me cars. I like Bentleys and you know Porsches and all that stuff. I'm I'm a very yeah. I'm a very fast car person. But actually, does it would it make me jump out of bed in the morning and you know go and work on business? No, I have no desire for driving a Bentley. I'd rather just stay in bed and you know eat chocolates, whatever. <laughs> If I, it, it, I'm happy doing that. I'm not that motivated by physical, materialistic goods. But you need to find some other reason which gives you your why, which gives you, you know, what what having money would mean. And, mm. I, and I think that's where people lack because we just want money because people think, you know, I need to have a million bucks, I need to have two million, I need to have 10 million. What would that money give you? security mm. what kind of security success name fame what you know why does that why is that important to you what's what's basically you figuring out what emotional um deficits you have at the moment because of the lack of the lack of that thing so if you don't have a money if you don't have money what are you emotionally lacking because of it if you don't have a partner what are you emotionally lacking because of it if you don't have the physical health the way you want what are you emotionally lacking because of it and then figuring out how to get into that emotional state now in order to attract whatever it is that you what you know you want to have money health and partner whatever is that correct that's that you're bang on and this stuff works right because i proved it to myself time and time again and even with my clients like i'll give you an example when i was divorced and i said to myself i'm going to remain single let me just like be single focus on my kids and like just focus on making i, I wasn't really bothered about making a lot of money i'm saying let me make like 10 grand a month and i'll be enough Mm-hmm. And then when I let go of that feeling and then I started believing in my mind that I'm married. So the way I the way I dealt with wanting to be single was saying to myself, I'm married. I just assumed I was married. I wake up in the morning, imagining waking up next to my husband. He He's in love with me. He finds me so sexually appealing. He's like, he loves every single part of my, out of my body. He like, he can't get enough of me. That's the feeling I had. The feeling would give me was like security, like feeling beautiful, feeling fulfilled. So I kept focusing on that feeling every single day. I feel so fulfilled. Like I don't need anything. I'm not lacking anything and then literally a month later I meet my husband we got married 10 days after because I was already in that space of feeling fulfilled my husband 
when when I met him, I was like, oh, I recognize this feeling. That he makes me feel fulfilled by the way mm. he's talking to me. I feel calm. I feel at peace. I feel like I know him. There's no butterflies. There's no red flags. He's just talking to me honestly. But I was envisioning this before I got married to him. Same with the life I live now. I live in Gambia by the beach, and I envisioned living by the beach um, a year ago, two years ago actually. And then I just kept imagining in my mind, I live by the beach. I'm living an amazing life. I'm abundant. I have a nanny. I have a chef. I have a driver. Um, I have people working in my business. I have a VA. I have an OBM. I have all these people. I just kept imagining in my mind, I have it. And now two years later, I have it. Everything mm. I wanted is exactly the way I envisioned it. So this stuff works. It's just, you're not focusing on the idea. You're focusing on the feeling it gives you because the feeling emits a frequency into the world. It's like the best way I can describe to you is like a radio station. Mm. If you're thinking in your mind, I need, and you're in lack, you're on the frequency, you're on the radio station of lack. All you're hearing is there's not enough money, recession, inflation, cost of yeah. living, crisis. That's all you're hearing. But as soon as you turn the radio station to a different station and it's abundance FM, all mm. you're hearing is money. You're a millionaire. Go get it. You're, you're good. You're good enough. You're amazing. That shift, that's literally what you're doing. You're just shifting the frequency so that you can hear it more in your environment. Mm. And I think this shift is, is vital before you should do anything. Now, nothing that, that, that we're here at the moment, I just want to put this uh, thing out to people. We're not saying sit in your backside and just let mo- bags of money fall into your lap. That's not the kind of the the the, <laughs> the, the kind of you know theory we're getting across. We're saying you need to take action, but you should be taking inspired action. But before you take action, you have to have the feeling that goes with you know, the, with the assumption that you have the whatever it is that you 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 think that you want to manifest into your life. So if you're manifesting, for example, let's use money. Um, if you if you want to manifest that that um, yeah the seven figure business or the seven figure month business for that matter, it doesn't really matter. These are just numbers. So if you want to be making seven figures a month. Then you need to know why and what feeling would that give you? How would that make you feel? And how does that, you know, and how can you generate that feeling today, this very moment right now? And how can you hold on to that feeling when you are taking action to create that business? I think that's what we're saying. I want to add one thing, like, just ask yourself this question. If I had a million pounds in my bank, how would I be? What decisions Mm -hmm. would I be making? Would I be saying, oh my God, my money is running out? Or would I be like, oh yeah, plenty of money in the world. What can I do with it? So you have to start taking action as if you have what you want already. Mm-hmm. So it's like, imagine you already had the million pounds. Like you, most like in your mind, you wouldn't be spending it recklessly. You'd be thinking about ways to invest it, mm-hmm. save it, expand it, work on yourself um, for your children, for your family, the charities, the cat, all those things would be happening in your mind. So start taking action from that point. Ask yourself, okay, I've got a million pounds in my bank. What can I do right now? What can I do right now is going to take me one, one step closer to that. What can I do right now? I have a million pounds in my bank. What decisions can I make with that million pounds in my bank? So it's, it's believing you have it before you see it. Hmm. It's it's basically having, it's it's acting without the evidence of it being physically present yet. Exactly. And just yeah. assuming that it's there. And then eventually that assumption will become reality and it will come there. That's the law of assumption, my understanding of it, what we yeah. described. You just need to assume it's already here. It's already there. And it, nothing's lacking. Nothing needs to come to you. It's already here. And take action from that emotional standpoint. And and if you hold on to those emotions um, for 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 the for the longest duration, they will show up. Now, here's my question to you, Rosalind. Uh, say somebody does that because I know one of my clients was having a conversation this morning. 
You know, they, they, they've been doing everything and they're doing everything that I've been asking them to do. She goes, but I just don't see evidence for it. Now I know what I said to her, you know, it was, it was an interesting conversation because you have to become detached and the time factor is not up to you. But how do you answer to that question when someone says to you, well, you know what? I don't have the million pounds and I've been thinking I do, but the prop, the fact remains, I've got mortgage to pay in the month and I don't know how I'm going to pay it. So what do you say to that when you say, you know, uh, what would you say to that client who's, I mean, say when she says, I know what you want to say, Rosalind, but I don't have the money for the mortgage. What do I do? So it's like you're waiting. What, what you're doing is you're waiting for your environment to confirm your belief. And it doesn't work that way. Mm. You're waiting for your environment to confirm the belief. You need to become just as delusional about being a millionaire, having money, having your bills paid. Because think about it. Everything you're afraid of has already manifested. You mm-hmm. can't pay your bills because you believed in your mind. Yeah. You don't have the money for it because you told yourself, I don't have the money for it. You're, you're literally speaking everything into existence so now that you know this all you have to do is switch the flip and say uh, uh, flip the switch and say okay i'm a millionaire i am a millionaire i'm a millionaire every time i go out i'm at home i act like a millionaire i feel like a millionaire i'm gonna dress like a millionaire i am a millionaire no one can tell me nothing that's how you have to be when it comes to your belief system and then what will happen is your environment will shift you will feel the environment shifting chaos will happen maybe a bill will come and you'll be looking at it thinking oh my gosh i'm doing this work how do I have a bill? That's because the uh, God wants to give you more. A bill is proof that more money is coming your way. You just have to let go of the attachment you have to money. You have to let go of the how. You have to let go of the timing and realize that everything is working in your favor. All you have to do is believe that it is. Let go of all the attachments in your environment and believe it's happening because you 100% believe it. Oh, that's awesome. And I love what you said, become delusional. That's the first time actually I've heard them say it, but I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And the reason why I love it so much is because you're absolutely right. We are delusional. We keep thinking, oh, I'm going to go broke. Oh, this is going to work out. That's not going to work out. And the fact of the matter is nine times out of 10, you are delusional because those things will never come to pass. They will never happen. You're not going to go out in the streets. You're being delusional when you say that. However, we are more inclined to believe that scenario and have, you know, and lean more into fear than to faith, which is, you know, being delusional the other way. Like, I'm a millionaire. I'm a billionaire. I'm a, I'm this, I'm that, or whatever. And accepting that and speaking that into reality. I think the words are very, very powerful. And I think the thoughts are powerful, but the words are more powerful. So if you think something, it's one thing. But when you say out loud and say it to yourself on uh, on a repeated, you know, like almost like a loop at the time. So when you, especially coming, to, coming towards the end of the month, we do that quite a bit because uh, we're talking about this because we're recording this in the end of the month. And I'm sure this, you know, Black Friday just gone and so forth. We're going to have loads of people with with which, which you know, overspent for whatever reason. I don't know, big thing with discounters, but anyway, yeah. they're overspent. Um, and um, and now they're thinking, oh, shoot, they haven't got enough for the rest of the bills. But then you have to become, exactly you said, delusional. Think, I am abundant. I have money. Money comes to me I all the add, time. I want to add here. I want to add here. If you're spending money, I don't want you to imagine that you're spending money and you've lost it somewhere. I want you to imagine. You're going to Tesco's. Tesco is your bank account. You're just placing money there. That's all you're doing. So mm-hmm. whenever you're spending your money... You think to yourself in your mind, oh, I'm going to put my money. I'm going to deposit my money into Tesco. I'm going to deposit my money into, you know, Asda. I'm going to deposit my money somewhere. So that in your mind, it shifts and it tells you your money is not, not lost. It's around you all the time. You want to go back to Asda, the money is there. You want to go back to Tesco, the money is there in your mind. Remember, your subconscious mind is here to prove you right. Mm-hmm. So every time you say to yourself, I am depositing money into Tesco, it's going to come back to me multiplied. It will. Your subconscious mind is like, yeah, you're right. 
You're absolutely right. That's what's going to happen. And the more you keep saying that to yourself, this is what I used to do when I was, I remember one time I wanted to spend uh, money for my children. I wanted to spend like their clothes and stuff and it came up to 200 pounds. And I was like, oh my God, I only have like 250 pounds in my account. But then what I did, it was like, okay, I'm going to imagine this money. I'm going to spend it. It's going to go to everyone. It's going to multiply and come back to me. And that's exactly what happened within a week. Something happened. I was like, oh, I've got more money back. That's literally what happened. It multiplied and came back to me because I believed it would. So if you put intention onto your money and say to yourself, money's being deposited in a different bank account, I'm just moving it. I like moving my money. I like blessing people with my money. I want I want to bless people. The people in Asda, they have kids. I want to bless their kids with my money. The people, um, um, whatever it is that you're spending your money, they have families. They have people who have dreams too. I'm blessing them with my money. The more you think that, it will come back to you. Guaranteed. Try it. I, You'll be shocked. I- I absolutely love that. I've never actually thought of it this way, but I think that's such a profound way to look upon it. When you're spending, you're blessing people who are spending money with. So instead of thinking of spending and money going away, see it as an investment and something that's going to go and come back many fold. And when you expect things to happen, they're more likely than not will happen. So when you expect money to come back to you in in tenfold, so if you spent £100 or £200 in Asda or Tesco or what have you, you're expecting that money to come in 10x back to you because that's what happens when you invest money and you become a great investor. So that's where you are investing money. You're not spending money, you're investing money. And that's what all the time you're doing. You're allowing money to have this free flow. And the more you allow money yeah. to have a free flow, the more money will come back to you and with greater, with greater velocity and, and, ferocious, and, and being more ferocious with it, so in, in larger amounts. But it's a wonderful way to look upon spending um, mm. rather than actually wasting money. You're actually spending money in that way where you're investing and you're just depositing money into these different That's accounts. Right. And when you say wasting money, what does it do? It makes you feel so bad. Yes. It makes you feel so ashamed. And then that repels money because mm. money, this is the language of money. Money literally says, oh my God, we're stressing Rosie out. Let's not go to her. Let's just wait until she's calm about us. Then we're going we're to come back to her. So whenever you say I'm wasting money, it's like your husband. If you were to say to your husband, oh, I'm tired of you. You're annoying me. You're wasting time. Would you have a great relationship with him? No. Yeah. If you're constantly critical of him, belittling him, ridiculing him, shaming him, you would not have a great relationship with your husband. The communication would be off. The same with money. Money is a relationship. The more you speak about money in a good way, saying money's coming back to me, money loves being spent by money, uh, by me. Money is a tool that I use. Money is useless without me because until you spend that five pound in a, in a shop, it's just sitting on your table. It's just a piece yeah. of paper. Mm-hmm. The money's only useful when you spend it. The more you say to yourself that money is my friend, it loves being around me. It can't, it loves taking care of me. Money loves being around me because I have great energy. It can't get enough of me. I promise you, you're going to shift the way you think about money and you're going to see abundance everywhere. It's literally like, it's impossible not to see it when you start thinking of it in that way. I've got a question for you. What about people who have made bad investments? And here I talk about, uh, because we just, we've been through a crypto downfall <laughs> recently. Oh, yeah. Right. So, um, you know, there are many people who, you know, who went and invested in, I don't know, shares and other things. And I, I made my big boo-boo with, with Forex investing at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So um, crypto was a smaller loss compared to my bigger loss with Forex. So what happens uh, and how should we view bad investments? Or, for example, you know, um, you know, you've got, you've got property and, you know, you, 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 you bought the property the wrong time or you bought the property the wrong place, you know, because I'm open property investing too. So I, I hear that quite a lot with people, like they invested in the wrong location or they didn't do the right thing or they didn't get the right planning permission or whatever, have they've got bad tenants. So what, how do you deal with, um, you know, when you have actually invested money and it's actually, you know, not paid off and it's actually, you feel stupid because you've um, invested in the wrong, you know, 
it's supposed to be sure thing, but it wasn't the sure thing. How do you deal with that? And then you actually feel because this is more important because now you feel stupid. You know, not just that you think you're stupid, you are feeling stupid. And you know the, the fact that you're a bad investor. How do we deal with that? So the way the way that I see investments is there's no good or bad investments. The way I see is that you are strong enough to trust yourself to make a financial decision. That's huge. Mm-hmm. One thing you should do is remind yourself that I, you, the adult that you are, made a huge financial decision. You trusted your gut. There's nothing wrong with that. That is mm-hmm. beautiful. That is a beautiful experience you went through. And because of the way you're seeing it, it's becoming. So what if you were to see that investment as like, I learned so much from this. Oh my God, that was such an amazing experience. Or oh, I'm so grateful that I was able to have that money and invest it at that time. I'm so grateful that I trusted myself and I went with my gut. Because when I went with my gut, it was the right thing to do at that time, right? May not now, but at that time, it was the right decision to make. And I'm so proud of myself for making that decision. And then what you can do is whenever you think about the investment, you just say the four statements. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. So when you say thank you, you're thanking yourself for making the investment. When you say I'm sorry, you say I'm sorry for shaming myself for making that investment. When you say please forgive me, you're saying forgive me money for talking about you in a bad way. And I love you to yourself that I love you for making that decision, for choosing you. Because remember, you could have chose to save that money and that money would be de- um, decreasing anyway because mm-hmm. inflation, inflation. Yeah. Right. So the, the money in your bank account anyway even if you saved it you still have made a massive loss but instead you made a decision to invest in yourself and say yes to yourself whether it was stocks whether it's forex you will you said to yourself i want to play the game i want to go big mm. wow that is fantastic that is amazing uh, in, in a society where we're always shamed for making decisions you made a decision mm. i can stuck to it be proud of yourself that's what i would say oh what a wonderful answer and i and i totally agree with you i think nothing happens uh, to you everything's happening for you and if you've made a loss in particular i mean that's why my, my i think my brother and uh, some of the people couldn't work out that i why i walked away from uh, heavy losses and think ah, it'll be fine um and they just think you just have too much money that wasn't the case it did it, it was painful experience but it was a learning experience and i've taken it as a learning experience and I think you're absolutely right. You need to um, use your, you know, the method, the four statements are her proponent, using that strategy or any number of other strategies you can use. But you need to reprogram yourself and how you view that investment and how you view yourself and understand that you were doing the best thing you could possibly do with the knowledge you had in those circumstances at that moment in time. Hindsight's a great thing, but it's, you know, it's never, we never, we never have the knowledge of the, of the, the benefit, the hindsight in, in, in the present moment. And if you say everything is ha- working towards you, you have no idea what that lesson and how that lesson is going to benefit you in the coming years and months. And it may be that that five, uh, 5,000 or 500,000, whatever you've lost in that, you know, whatever, because a lot of people have lost a lot of money in crypto. Um, if you've lost that, you know, that certain amount, that could come back in tenfold or hundredfold. You may make five million or fifty million in the coming years, right. and this is where it's never a loss; it's always an investment. And it may be some investments pay off quickly, and others pay off in, um, you know, in, in a period of time. But if you expect miracles, if you expect, um, you know, great ROIs, then that's what will come in one form or another. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap up. It's been such a fantastic conversation. We can carry on talking, but we do need to wrap up. So tell us, Rosemary, how do how do we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? 
So you can find my Instagram. I'm more active there on um, at Rosalind Batool. Send me a DM. I currently have one-on-one sessions available and my eight-week program, Sacred Feminine Pleasure. Um, I uh, launch it every eight weeks. So I have my next round coming up on the 25th of January. And then after that, it'll be sometime in April. Wonderful. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, then the link that Rosalind just mentioned will be on the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, down below in the description section we'll have the links for Rosalind to go check her out she's one kick-ass lady and if you're watching on youtube you realize that this is one lady who actually does all of this with her nikah which is one unique ability i have to say i don't know many muslim women who do what we do um being being one of them but especially wearing a nikah let alone hijab so it's uh it's very commendable and it, it comes with a lot of stereotypes and she she fights all of them so congratulations for being such an amazing inspirational woman for me and for many other people as well and thank you for being a guest you've been amazing thank you so much girl thank you for having me on loved it thank you for listening to me and Rosalind today on Money Talkies I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business until the next time we meet this is Girl Khan signing off take care and bye for now if you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.